welcome to the Twin Geek Cast 144 here with Murph and David. Hello. Hello. Good Hi. to be back. And uh, yeah. Merry Christmas to everyone. Yes. Yeah, low Saturnalia. <laughs> I saw uh, Murph has like a Christmas uh, vest sweater behind him. Yes. Yes. Uh, it's my it's my ugly Christmas sweater. As a drink holder, has, he was telling me. It it does. It has two it has two front <laughs> pockets specifically for holding drinks. That's amazing. Where where do you get a Christmas sweater like that? Because every year I go to the various like big name stores and stuff and I'm just like I just want a nice Christmas sweater, a nice ugly Christmas sweater, and like they're always some pop culture bullshit. And I'm like, I just want a plain like Christmas sweater with snowflakes and shit on it. This one is literally called comes from a company called Ugly Christmas Sweater. Oh. Yeah, can I just Google that? Probably. It was off the clearance rack. <laughs> so that's how you know it's class. I yeah. mean, that's that's the place to get an ugly Christmas sweater, is it not? <laughs> also, yeah. I just just in general, I want to bemoan the uh, last minute Christmas shopping for anything else. If you're trying to get like stockings or last minute decorations for shit, uh, you're not <laughs> going to find any. Stores don't carry that shit past mm-hmm. you know December 10th. <laughs> well, it started snowing today, so I really am in the spirit. Yeah, we don't get it, snow here. We get we get slush. <laughs> it, there was a little bit of snow yesterday. A little, a tiny, tiny blanket of snow. On everything once we came back so uh but it was gone by the morning which really wasn't a big deal so yeah well i'm uh i'm going up to well down to california to see family for christmas so i won't even have like the chance for a white christmas maybe maybe if you you strike a deal with the uh the weather gods oh. the, the misers uh you can get some some snow in what, south town you said you're going to yeah south town usa <laughs> I gotta see my cousin, Ignatius Thistlewhite. <laughs> and David and I just went and did a very Christmassy activity. We had our stroll down the Christmas lit Seattle Center. Uh, they had a mm-hmm. they had a train uh, set up inside with a whole Christmas village. I, I guess it's actually I should, I should note I did Christmas things with both of you guys like these past oh, yeah. this past week, <laughs> back to back even. Mm-hmm. What do you guys do? We we went to uh, the Oregon Zoo lights. So uh, in, in the in the zoo, they set up like a path to walk through, and they put up a bunch of animal themed lights. Usually, sometimes they're weird things like mythical creatures and stuff. But it's a, it's a really nice exhibit, and it was raining quite a bit when we yeah. were there. <laughs> which as which as yeah yeah part of the experience part of the experience as you kept saying part of the experience. <laughs> it's part of the experience. Part of the zoo lights experience. <laughs> Did I do a zoo lights? Is it worth doing a zoo light? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think yeah. it's nice. I, I, I guess it depends on the kind of person you are, the kind of person that just enjoys maybe like taking a stroll through the neighborhoods and looking at everyone's Christmas you, lights they put up, just taking in the, the holiday atmosphere. Do you vibe, Calvin? I vibe <laughs> with going to the zoo and seeing the tapir. Um, if the Tapir's got a Santa hat and a, and a big dick, then I'm there. I, I appreciate that the, that the Tapir has become Twin Geeks cast canon. It's part of the lore here now. Yeah. We need, we need it as our mascot, like a logo with a, a big dick Tapir. would be good. That's why we can't bring up the zoo ever. I need to stop mentioning it. 
There's no tape error at the uh, Oregon Zoo. Thank God. Thank, that, thank that's God. That's why I haven't gone. <laughs> we have the we have the oldest orangutan captivity. <laughs> I feel that, like that doesn't sound like a, an accomplishment when you phrase it like that. <laughs> that record just can't last long, right? Like eventually, uh, like if that's your notable experience, it's just will be dethroned. What, can you One see time. the animals at night, or are they all like in sleeping? No, no, point? it's strictly it's strictly like a walk through the zoo, and they have all these like lights up okay. that have various tableaus. They're they're really cool light uh, exhibits, though. You know, they've got these, these nice little done. vignettes. Yeah, it's, it's very nice. It's very 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 quaint. Well, I do have yearly zoo passes to go see the tapir, so maybe uh maybe I'll <laughs> use that and get Ezra in there to see that. It says that the on lights. the pass. Yeah. It does. <laughs> Just the tip here. That's, what it says on my... oh, that's the only exhibit they have to walk you through, like a bunch of back doors and stuff, so you don't see any of the, the other animals. Just just mm-hmm. to get you the tip. Last time I had Ezra wait twenty minutes till it came out. It was in there, like <laughs> roaming around in the back, and Ezra's like, "Let's let's get out of here. I want to go see the dinosaur exhibit. They had a a special dinosaur exhibit last time, but but I I held true to my. What I was there. Dinosaurs for. Don't, don't. Dinosaurs don't have swinging dicks. No, they don't. <laughs> I mean, some of them must, right? They're just never depicted with. I, what if they were all just walking around with like giant I, dicks, and we've misillustrated them? Like, is that how they went extinct? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if none of them have dicks, I feel like their survival rate must be pretty low. Like they have a cloaca. Uh, yeah, I'm, I don't know. Like, I don't, I don't know enough about reptile slash avian like uh, anatomy to to really say if they should have, like, like, because now that you ask me that, I'm like, do birds have penises? I, I don't even know. No. No. no, they have a cloaca. They have a single hole for pooping and peeing and receiving sperm. But uh, well, um, how, how how do they how do they give the sperm then? Like, I I understand oh, you need a receptacle for the sperm. I understand that concept of anatomy, but you you also need. A, a device that you know it slurps out of, of the cloaca like like it yeah. just works both ways yeah. i think reptiles have two dicks don't they scientifically <laughs> i believe do. they have two yeah certain uh, snakes do snakes have two dicks i mean they so yeah I'd, I'd like to see some more dicks in the next dressing mark happy holidays from your friends at the Twin Geeks. <laughs> the stingiest man in town. Yeah. Yeah. So here we are with the uh, with the final gasp of Rankin Bass as a company, these last six specials. And we're starting with um a really bad one. <laughs> yeah. Some some might say the worst. I I used to say that. Are you are you still are, are you still saying first Christmas is gonna be the worst? Yes. Okay. I'm just okay. I'm ripping that band-aid off. Stick, sticking with that, okay. fine. Good enough. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna swing out the gate then as well. I know we're we're supposed to save the ranking here, but I think I think this was far and away the, the worst thing. Like even just really? from like a yeah, just from like even like a technical standpoint. Like it had the the terrible animation quality of Cricket on the Hearth with none of the ridiculous charm. It was yeah. very boring. Well, it made me it made me even hate Walter Matthau. And I fucking love Walter Matthau, guys. I love that guy. And he's, he's great. Be Scrooge, right? Like it's yeah, he's fit. like he's born to play fucking Scrooge. He like that's what he does. He does these kind he's of not, like crankety crotchety dudes like this, and like that's he's that's not Scrooge. English, is he? 
No, like, I guess that's the only hang-up, but, you know, just, yeah. I mean, Christmas Carol, at this point, it's kind of transcended, it's, you know, it's British Regional they, specificity. Yeah, sure. yeah. yeah. Look, 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 England has taken enough things from other cultures. They can handle it if we adopt a few <laughs> things of theirs, you know, yeah. a little liberally there. Uh, yeah, so Sinji's Man of Town is an adaptation of A Christmas Carol. It's technically based on an old musical broadcast. I don't know anything about that. Well, I, like, I read a little bit, actually, uh, and, yeah. and that also kind of contributed to my feeling of this being the worst, because it also felt the most cynical. It didn't feel like they cared about making this because it was... Are you about made, to say the same trivia I was? Probably, yeah. which which is that it was, like, conceived just so that they could retain the rights to, like, the music <laughs> and, and the production. Yes, and also um, Rankin and Bass chose this musical to adapt because they figured it was... A, it already had all the songs written for them, and B, it was so obscure, no one would care. <laughs> the only thing that's interesting about the original Stingiest Man in Town is that Thurl Ravencroft played Scrooge, and I kind of want to see that. It was it was a television, like, like yeah, special, it was another television, teleplay, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. No, no recordings of it exist right. as far as I can find. Yeah, um, so, so this is what exists for posterity, and, you know, sometimes... Yeah, you have to wonder if that's like reason enough. You know, like like sometimes you need a little more. This one's so bad. It's like but, all, it's like an opera. It's uh, I'd say it has the most anime tendencies of all the ones oh, for yeah. like the uh, Topcraft influence, which is that studio yeah. that later became Ghibli. I'd say it it has touches mm -hmm. where I see like the character designs become more reminiscent of those in like Nausicaa and. Yeah. Um, See, that just makes I, me not... more frustrated that you say that because now I want an anime adaptation of A Christmas Carol. I want oh, like that a full book. Doesn't like, that exist? Lick, lick me that shit. Lick <laughs> I'm me not that sure shit. what it's called, but I, I know it exists. Um, yeah, I don't. I'm not sure if we brought up that um, yeah. all of Rankin Bass's 2D works was done by a studio called Topcraft, where the uh, founders went on to form Studio Ghibli. Um, in fact, this went into production the same year Hayao Miyazaki joined the studio. So there is a non-zero chance that Miyazaki worked on this. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there there is that thing. I also like that their uh, noses kind of look like dicks. <laughs> like a tapir. Yeah. <sighs> they have long noses. I, I kind of like that about the character design. So I'd say, you know, at least mid-tier based on the nose yeah. uh, girth alone. <laughs> like this one... This one I, is entirely sung through, like almost entirely sung through, and there, I don't remember any of the songs. I'll, I'll say, I, I remember one song, but I don't remember the sound of the song. I just remember that it was a song about chains, because oh, the metaphor yeah. of the chains wasn't, like, obvious enough for here. No, 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 we had to have a whole song about the chains and what they mean. You wear a chain. A heavy chain. Yeah, that's like okay. I lied. That's the part I remember because that's the part only part I ever remember from this. It's again the songs are are really 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 bad, and they there's are. a lot of them. And I I uh, don't... The only the only joy I get out of watching this is imagining Walter Matthau in the booth. I, I don't even know if I would get joy that because I don't feel like he gives a shit. It's a terrible performance from Walter Matthau, yeah, which I, I like, like him still. I'm I'm amazed saying because I I I can't think of a time where I don't like Walter Matthau generally. Yeah, I've I've watched a lot of Christmas Carol adaptations this month, <laughs> and here's the thing 
this is how you know if it's a good adaptation of Christmas Carol or a bad. If Scrooge is repentant by the first ghost, then it's a bad adaptation. That's <laughs> the whole point is right. that Scrooge does not repent until the third ghost. I mean, technically there's four ghosts, but we say three. Mm-hmm. Um, so if he's if he's repentant by Ghost of Christmas Past, it's a bad adaptation. Yeah, there's no growth or anything in this movie uh, in particular. No. He kind of just and learns lesson right away, and then it keeps going. It's yeah. yeah, it's also it's it's long. It goes for all, fifty minutes. All of all of these specials, except for one, are in the fifty to hour and a half territory. We're getting to yeah. feature length territory in in at least one of these here. Oh yeah, and uh, even that short one feels like it's long. So <laughs> it doesn't help. Yeah. So I mean, yeah. Uh, Calvin, you seemed surprised that we thought this was the worst one. Do you have like a defense, or do you just think? I mean, not other quite. Ones... I, I like mean, the Walter Matthew Matthew factor as Scrooge is better to me than Twas the Night Before Christmas, or uh, you know, possible. I like the. I actually like the animation. Okay, I think it's fine <laughs> looking. Like I've seen anime junk yeah. before, and it's like high end anime junk. You know, like yeah, I, I, w- I won't agree with. David saying it's on par of Cricket on the Hearth. I, I wouldn't no. say that. I think it's probably up with Frosty in terms of like their best, like in terms of the fluidity. Yeah, yeah. In 2D animation. animation style, I'd say it's it's high. Uh, actual quality of content, though, very very low. So yeah. I, I can't argue with that. <laughs> I just I don't know why. Like this is the only one I can think of where I can't think of why you would watch it. Yeah, I don't know. I don't have a good hook like for even anything. even first Christmas. I wanted to watch because I had never seen it. Yeah, I can't think of a single. This is the one I was dreading watching again when you said like, "Let's watch all the Rankin Bass Christmases." I was like, oh, fuck, I gotta watch I, Stingy Man again." I I was excited. I was honestly like like excited because I'm always excited to watch something with Walter Matthau in it. That's how much I love him. And no, his Scrooge <laughs> could have been anyone. Yeah, he's just, it's not, it doesn't feel like Walter Matthau, and it's it's a disappointment. If it was utter shit, which it is, but at least, like, I had Walter Matthau to cling on to, like, I could say I I had something, and it would feel like it was worth my time, but... Walter Matthau's such an odd get for this. Like, I know it makes sense for him as Scrooge, but for this version of, like, this (laughs) production, like, what was he doing in 78? I don't know, he was still doing, like, because he was still, and that's the thing, is that he doesn't, he sounds so out of it, but he was still giving good performances, like, up no, into yeah, the he 90s. Had, like, he had, like, Dennis the Menace coming up. I mean, that that was, like, more than a decade away, but yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that that was, uh, in the pipeline, yeah. it was coming. It was an inevitability, really. Like, he knew it, we all knew it, you know, in 1978, that Dennis the Menace was on the horizon for Walter Matthau. You know what else is on the horizon is uh, Christmas in July. Yeah. So, so this is the the biggie, the big one. This the, is of this. The, this is now. yeah. This is the end game of of Rankin Bass Christmas specials. Yeah, I would say the culmination. This one's ninety minutes. It's the last appearance of Frosty and Rudolph uh, as controlled by Rankin Bass. Mm-hmm. Um, it brings back like all the original voice actors. Mickey Rooney's back as Santa. Yeah. Jack Frost shows up. They even like bring in Big Ben the whale from Shiny New Year. 
It's great. It was Ethel, great to see Ethel him. Ethel Merman is present as Annie. Get your gun. Oh, oh my God, Ethel Merman. See, that's the thing is that like Ethel Merman was what I wanted Walter Matthau to be because at least I'm like every time she's on screen, I'm just like, God, what a talent! How amazing is Ethel Merman? That voice, just just fucking incredible. Just like that, one of the ways they could have improved this. I, I said when watching this because it's it's definitely not perfect. Or I mean, it's got it's got problems. But if Ethel Merman sang every song, even if it didn't make sense, it would be better. Yeah, because so, that's just the kind of talent you're working with there. Yeah. So this one is like this one like does a lot of lore building right off the bat. Yeah, a little, like little before, before re- retroactive. Santa, before Santa, and the Arctic was ruled by this this new ice wizard called Winterbolt, distinct from all our previous ice wizards. Uh, but yep. he was defeated by the embodiment of the Aurora Borealis, who then put her magic in Rudolph's nose. That's why Rudolph's nose glints, but only if he uses his nose for good. If he uses it for evil, it shall go out. Yeah, there, there's a lot of revisionism going on here. They also have, like, they they retell the Rudolph story, the Frosty story, and the Santa story all yeah. over the course of this with some like deviations, like the, the frosty story is pretty straightforward the same but Christmas santa hair. yeah santa they change a little bit like like they get married in a church which was definitely not what happened they got married yeah. in the woods it was a beautiful like small intimate ceremony uh so a, a lot of revisionism going on in this special to make their kind of really like uh i don't know i, I don't want to say ambitious but like it's it's a pretty ambitious yeah. thing it's not really amb- like oh. I don't, I don't want to say ambitious because it's not entirely successful in what it does. <laughs> the plot's not wildly ambitious. It's about a, a failing circus and Milton the Ice Cream Man. <laughs> I'd say it's a, a the most ambitious thing is they give uh, Frosty a beautiful scarf, a beautiful orange scarf. I, I do like I, stop motion scar- uh, Frosty. I think he's he very great. well, he's transferred very well conceptually from the cell animation to the stop motion realm here. How'd you guys feel about Scratcher the Reindeer? <laughs> Rudolph's Waluigi. I, strange. I I kind of love him because of that. Like they really captured this really kind of like like rat like quality while still making him look distinctly reindeerish and the the and attitude. You know, he kind of talks like this, so you know he's a villain, baby. <laughs> Come on, Rudolph. It's your old pal Scratcher. I, I like that, but again, more revisionism because, like, he's he's talking about like how he was considered to be one of the reindeer. Been, um, it should have been Fireball, the the rain, the blonde reindeer from Rudolph. <laughs> I, I think the biggest, uh, like, I don't know, rejection is that like Yukon Cornelius and Hermie aren't mentioned whatsoever. Yeah, They're completely cut out of the canon. Frosty is now Rudolph's best friend. Hmm. It didn't stick and Frosty around. keeps talking about how he's like an outsider and a misfit, but the whole point of Frosty is that everyone loves him. It's it's so that they can have the reprise of the Misfit song. That's the only yeah. reason. <laughs> so that, so Winterbolt needs to find a way to get Rudolph's nose to go out. Uh, so he tricks them into going into the circus by the sea, where Frosty will melt. Uh, unless Rudolph commits evil, 
but then he's, he's like, I can use Frosty's hat to make a snowman army. And there's this very threatening image of a bunch of evil Frosties armed with brooms. Well, one of the things about it is that Winterbolt, uh, of course, voiced by Paul Frees, um, yeah, yeah, is yeah. <laughs> uh, he he's constantly consulting this giant ice wall that's oh. very menacing looking. Oh, I love the genie of the ice scepter. Yeah, how its eyes ding. Yep, and it's got this this very unnerving voice. Ravencroft. Yeah, is it really? Yeah, no, that's that's the uh, that's Tony the Tiger, the guy who sang the Grinch song, uh, Grim Grinning Ghosts. That's yeah. Well, then no the wonder. Original Scrooge and stingiest man in town. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, it I, it kind of unlocked like a like a subconscious memory for me of watching it as a kid and being like, like very disturbed by it. This one is definitely. Is this the darkest of all of the the Rankin Bass Christmas specials? Yeah, so the thing about Winterbolt is, A, he's not a very good villain because he doesn't come up with any of his own plans. No, he's just he constantly consulting this this the, 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 the genie. genie. Although I do like his idea that, like, the genie says you can't defeat Santa because he has the love of children. And Winterbolt's like, well, I'll just make the children love me by giving them twice as many presents. But first I need to get Rudolph and Frosty out of the way. He doesn't have reindeer. He has, he has rain, rain snakes. snakes. <laughs> rain snakes are a, a difficult touch for Ezra. That was a little bit too too much for us. See, oh, yeah. see, but I'm I'm glad line. I'm glad to see that this special is continuing its tradition of traumatizing young children. Well, like how Winterbolt goes out is like he's like just, he's thwarted, and he turns yeah, into it like, like he's he, he like still, transforms I, into a tree. <laughs> yeah, I still have my ice scepter. But Captain <laughs> Merman's like, no, I have my guns. But she throws the guns like boomerangs, shattering <laughs> the scepter. And Winterbolt goes, no, without my scepter, I'll turn into a tree. Not established. This yep, even yep. like the ten minute preamble explaining who he is. And it, like, it's very disturbing to too. Protest rotting tree that immediately falls apart. Yep. Very disturbing moment, which is, again, like, this is all surrounding another kind of disturbing and existential uh, drive of the film, which is, like, Frosty and his family having to reckon with mortality, which yeah. is, which is very, <laughs> like, 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 depressing to watch, like, in a very actual, like, sincere way, like, not in a, like, cheesy not way. Not in a way, <laughs> like, done by any of the other Frosty specials. No. Mm. No, the the idea, the idea. I mean, there's always the idea that he would melt, but you know, it's never like a legitimate possibility. And there's yeah. like, and, and juxtaposing it with like this this specific countdown too. Like, it's not like it's about to happen. He's literally like having to face and like kind of go it's through like all the of the emotional. Firework. Yeah, like like all building up towards this idea that he's he's about to his cease kids, existing. <laughs> his kids, Millie and Chili, are like, we promise not to cry, Father. Mm-hmm. It's really fucked up, but yeah. in, in a way, Frosty's in a way that's like, a success. I think. I think it's a strong point of the film. <laughs> yeah, and then Frosty's like, "Oh, well, gee, Rudolph, you give up your, you know, I'm fine with melting, but you need your nose." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they they do a lot of sacrificing for each other. Yeah, well, because they're best friends and always have been. Uh, but I, I I do think, despite a lot of the. Uh, strengths that, that that we've stated and, and how it still has that you know like christmas canon uh you know animagic appeal to it it's 
definitely on the lesser end. It it, it does feel like yes. we're we're on the last gasp of these. It, when you it say it's ninety minutes, it's yeah, 90 minutes. yeah, and that's it's why not. I don't re I don't rewatch this one a lot because if I, the choice comes down, you can watch Christmas in July or you can watch like two other ones. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna watch the two other ones. See, it's one of those where I like happily would watch it when it comes on like the TV when they show it on the ABC Family or whatever. Happy to have it on, but like if I have to choose the disc to put in the player, I'm I'm probably not going to lean towards this one. Yeah, it's it's got moments, but uh, it's it, in the, another aspect is that it's definitely riding off of a lot of the strengths of the previous ones and your attachment mm-hmm. to those. I, like, I I do I wonder how this would play to someone who has no attachment to the characters from the previous films. I, mm-hmm. I can't imagine it would be that, like maybe they'd be endeared by. Rudolph still because he the the yeah. that that characterization is just still solid through every single iteration there. But mm-hmm. I don't know um, anyone else like like none of the additional characters even even Ethel Merman. God, as much as I love her, Merman. she it's it's Ethel Merman. It's not the character. What about it's, what it's about definitely Ethel the Merman. ice cream man? <laughs> What's his character? And he's for his flight? <laughs> and he's he's got a relationship with with uh, Ethel Merman's daughter, who's like a a ballerina, like a. <laughs> trapeze artist yeah she sings uh rocking around the christmas tree at one point yeah and it feels very out of place it 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 does it's yeah um the scene i really like is uh santa and mrs claus reminiscing about how they met i thought that was real cute see i i would think so if it if it didn't try and rewrite the story we already saw Mm, (laughs) that that very He's very Rankin Bass purist, this Mr. Pun. <laughs> a lot of these are really just rewriting the same story and replacing characters uh, mm-hmm. continuously yeah. through doing this series. It's it, it's nice when they build off of what they have. Again, like kind of going back and trying to retroactively move things around. That's where it kind of gets a uh, where, where it doesn't work as well. The, the strengths of the, the earlier ones are where they kind of build this new mythos. And this one. Yeah, this one's about a circus by the sea yeah it's, it's not, not it's not about I mean, it's the not, universe or something and they're building off like a ongoing story like it's yeah. it's not There's even no about christmas yet. really it's it's in july you know at least with yeah. new year we had a tangential relationship to the to the holidays now we're just entirely gone we've entirely it's abandoned not even like a fourth of july song <laughs> no. which, which is crazy because there was a fourth of july song in the new year one right there's a fourth of july song and here comes peter cottontail <laughs> Like, I don't know. They blew it. Yeah, you had your like chance. This is what you guys wanted, wasn't it? Well. Know. We'll see how that holds up in the ranking. Um, <laughs> next next we move to one that um, I have a soft spot for. Uh, Jack Frost. You do? Okay. I do. I do have a soft spot for this one. Uh, this, one's, this one's kind of, like, bittersweet. And I think that it has a tone that's not found in the other ones. I should say that I've probably never said on the show that my favorite Christmas movie is Ooh, Biwerks, um 1934 Jack Frost. So I can't that's get into like canonical Jack Frost stories. That's, but, that's, um, my, my favorite Calvin. Christmas movie is the 1998 Jack Frost. <laughs> uh, which but we Calvin. have discussed on the show. Yeah, This one has a groundhog. And that's what it's I was going to say is what I have discussed on the show plenty of times is my uh, favorite holiday movie of all time, Groundhog Day, uh, mm-hmm. which uh, doesn't, you know, I mean, the songs are bad from the Groundhog here. His song <laughs> no. about February 2. It's not, it's not great. 
I got a name, a day named after me. It's yeah. yeah the the groundhog is voiced by Buddy Hackett. Uh, really bad. Yeah. Yeah. So, and and unlike some of the other stars, he doesn't have the 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 enduring social currency that, that mm. some some of the other. Yeah. Uh, I think but, um, the weakest aspect of this special is its soundtrack. It it has one good song. Yeah. The. Uh, the, the Just What I Always Wanted song, where they're making up imaginary presents. That one has a great melody. It's fun to sing. Um, what this does have is back-to-back Paul Freeze numbers. As <laughs> I, I liked his villain. I did like his villain song. I think I liked that more. The, that's did the rub like one. both of them? <laughs> the, the, that's the rub one was the one I remembered. Uh, yeah. And I like it. Uh, Paul, Paul Freeze is very good in this. Yeah. Yeah. I like it about as much as the last one, except it's half the length, so uh, I could get on with watching it again a lot sooner. Yeah, I, I think story-wise, it, it just kind of it ends up meandering a lot. It has some good ideas. It's trying to to attach on to the the idea of building the Christmas blower more so with this entity of Jack Frost. I like the the stuff in the yeah. sky with like the the you know the. Uh, Father Winter. Yeah, Father Winter. Is separate from the other embodiments of Winter. We've right, had. right. Lots of um, those. Um, I like Snip uh, as an idea. Like I like this again. Like this idea. Like they found an explanation for why each snowflake is different. You know, and it's unique. Yeah, this fucker has to snip them <laughs> one by one. And special Christmas snow he gives to Holly, who is a snow individual. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Should should we? Uh... I can't say what what she actually is because it's a racial slur it, it is a racial slur uh, that and and that was kind of shocking to hear no romani didn't scan well <laughs> no <laughs> and um, but but you know that's uh i don't know it's one of the things Ti- things change times change yeah, times change um i i think because this is about jack frost it's his little mermaid moment he wants to be human because he heard this lady say that she loves him but she didn't realize he was listening Right. Um, so it's kind of weird a already, like a, a weird precedent to start a relationship on, you know, hey, I was told to eavesdrop. Yeah, and he drops out of the tree and says, I I, I think I have bones now because I may have broken them. <laughs> Hello. It, it was a it was a very frosty coming to life moment. Mm-hmm. Um, and but he doesn't get the girl because she doesn't love him as a person. She loves winter. Um, and that's it's it is. It's Little Mermaid and Hunchback of Notre Dame together. Um, you know what would be back. a lot better mm-hmm. is if he had to start the day over again at six a.m. <laughs> every morning until he gets the girl. Yeah, I, you know, I I don't usually like to judge films based on what I would have wanted instead. You know, I, I try and evaluate something on what it is instead of what it isn't. But th- this is really a case of me feeling like I did want a Jack Frost origin story. I wanted an explanation mm-hmm. of who Jack Frost is and how he came into being perhaps even more than Santa, because I I don't understand like Jack Frost as a concept is just like an offhand mention in a single Christmas song as, yeah. as like this nebulous idea of winter time. And now we've tur- explained why he nips at your nose. Yeah. He, I saw but, zero nose nipping. No, no, that's that. Like, he does that in the very, very beginning. And, you know, to, to, Oh, that's like, right. Girl. Yeah. He goes around touching people without their knowledge. Yeah. Consent. Yeah. But yeah, like more, perhaps more than any 
Christmas character, I want to know how Jack Frost came into being because now he's like a full full body personification entity in all sorts yeah. of different media. Not voiced by Paul Fries in this one. Nope, nope. He's voiced it, by Robert Morse, best known for being uh, how to succeed in business without really trying. Do you, do you think he's better than Paul Fries as Jack Frost? Or well, the one would this movie have been better if Paul Fries voiced in Jack Christmas Frost? In July, he's voiced by Paul Fries. So, of the three appearances in the Rankin Bass canon, two are by Paul Fries, so he wins. That was, that was only at the end, right? Yeah. Yeah, like where where they where they're having to get where Santa finally man makes it to the seaside town, and then they have to get him back, so he's keeping him cold. And the, yeah. the kids are like, "Oh, it's a flying circus. Can we stay and potentially die Frosty's again?" Like, no, we. we <laughs> and Frosty's yeah, so, like, "Fuck no." <laughs> see, I wish there was more to say about Jack Frost because we're already going back to the previous movie on this. Yeah, list. yeah. It's yeah. just like, it's, it's not even like funny or anything. It's just I don't know. I think it's a good little parable. Um, yeah. Sure. It's it, it feels very middle of the road to me. Like I I want more out of it. It, it feels like it, it has does. the potential to be one of the great ones, like up there with the top it is, tier. It is one of those where I'm every time I like haven't watched it for a while, I'm like, Oh yeah, Jack Frost, that one's like really good and sweet. And then I actually watch it and like, ah, this this spins its wheels a lot. Yeah. Yeah, again, another case where like fifty minutes really feels fifty minutes. Mm, yeah. Um, but um pardon me, Pete, a great character. Pardon me, Pete. Um, yeah. So, speaking of 50 minutes feeling 50 minutes, how do you feel about Pinocchio's Christmas? Oh, God. <laughs> uh, so this one, this one, I'm kind of like the reverse Jack Frost on, where every time I, I think about it, I'm like, oh, yeah, that one's really bad. And then I'm watching, I'm like, I don't know, is this one, like, secretly good? I think it totally is. I, it's totally, I, I, it's I, totally a good one. <laughs> yeah, I assume this is your guys' yeah, first yeah. time seeing this. It's it's definitely my first time, and I can already tell based on Calvin's facial gesticulations there that this is this is a contentious one. <laughs> it's a good one, you say? Yeah, yeah. This one's think... this one's up there. It's uh, f- mean, first uh... of all, first of all, I want to say that this has th- one of the best animations of any of it. It's, it's oh, this one's superbly directed. This one's like they do all sorts of stuff like with the medium. Mm-hmm. It's it's very crisp. It's you know, and it's very uh, it's got a lot of character in the animation. Like you get a lot of this sense. There's a lot of action. Yeah, unlike a lot of these 50 minute ones, this one like really feels like it tells a complete story. Um, mm-hmm. the the story being, I guess it's supposed to be adapting the first couple chapters of Pinocchio with a Christmas angle. Yeah. Um, it's it's a little. We conceptually, but I think unlike something like, say, uh, Stingy's Man in Town, where you would hope that the mediocrity would be carried by the strength of the material that you're adapting, this one really, it, it does feel like I'm like, all right, I get the appeal of, like, the Pinocchio story with all of the rank and bass stuff sprinkled on top of it, then, like, that, yeah. that as a structure helps make this, you know, work more. The only thing I would have changed is Pinocchio's outfit. I don't, I don't like looking at him. He's he's too bright and colorful. And the whole point of Pinocchio as a story is that he's like a little shit. <laughs> right. Um, I don't know. And he gets all the songs in the special. Yeah, there, there's, uh, there's a couple of really good ones. There's one that's so obviously just make him laugh 
from yeah. from singing oh, in the rain. Oh, you mean let him laugh? Yeah, <laughs> which is ironic because make him laugh is already derivative of a different song from a different Gene Kelly musical <laughs> that people yeah. like don't know because singing in the rain is just the more famous one. But I I just thought this. <laughs> It was even funny to me. Like, I'm like, you're, you're not even trying to hide it. It's just the same song. <laughs> yeah. This one this one does waffle between, like, genuine enjoyment and ironic enjoyment because there are some oddball lines. Like, did you know when a master carpenter works his magic on the wood, it tickles the wood? <laughs> and he says, uh, um, it tickles the wood. Of course, I couldn't talk. I have no mouth. And then Geppetto says... I'll give you a saucy little mouth, which uh, just yeah. out of line. Uh, to yeah, talk to and then he and then he tells boy. Pinocchio, "I'm a lonely man. You need to live with me." Uh, yeah, there's just... there's a handful of good lines. There, there's another one I wrote down here. I don't remember the context, but I wrote down "purloined the ingenue." Oh, that's um, <laughs> that's a uh, maestro fire eater. Yeah, it's gross. Uh, it's a gross. Um, <laughs> Murph, you have this at three out of ten, by the way. Is I'm surprised you're so happy about it. Because, I th- like I said, it's one of those ones where I'm like, like, ha- like, if I haven't watched it for a while, I'm like, oh yeah, that one's really bad and strange. And then I watch it, and I'm like, no, wait, these, this is, these are good songs. I love this version of Geppetto. Yeah, Geppetto is voiced by uh, George Irving as well, who's who did a uh, Heat Miser, and again, just brings tons of personality to the character. There, there's a lot of really good voice acting. I like. The, the kid who does Pinocchio as well, he makes it very lively, whereas kid performances can usually be pretty weak. Yeah. Pinocchio like is a character I could be sympathetic toward. It is my favorite Disney movie, Pinocchio, and my favorite mm-hmm. animation by that merit. So, I, I, I yeah. will say, it's not like if we're comparing Pinocchios, like it's not really yeah, this is, in the, this no. is shit compared to like the, the greatest of all time Disney movie, right? Like, yeah, this is this isn't a good movie. I mean, I don't relative. Think you have anything on Guillermo del Toro's Pinocchio? <laughs> I want that to come out. Um, I I think this is this is good at the very least I'm in the realm like of it. these these ones. But I I also understand why it might just seem too too bizarre. But there yeah, it's got there, been... there, there's different ones that I think are too bizarre and boring. Like this at least was like it's it's entertaining and lively, and I think there's a lot of you know really admirable production value throughout it versus some of these other ones maybe, maybe the best way to say it is that when pinocchio's good it's very very good so <laughs> when it's bad it's very very bad i think also like the style of marionette lends well to the style of animation this mm-hmm. animagic feeling is a it's a good blend it should be a great movie yeah it should be a, one of the classics yeah again. i like the I like it's design <laughs> Paul Freese gets another musical number where he teaches us that only people that go ha 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 are evil. I, I also like and another. One, I can name. I can actually name song numbers. Like there's the one with the the fox and the cat character. They have like there's a whole bit oh, yeah. about lightning striking, and it's it's like a whole comic bit, and it's it's really it's humorous and yeah. you know well done. And again, it's like you know, and, and again, it's lively. Like some of this, these specials can be really static. Uh, and this one is definitely not. Oh no, this one has like constant forward momentum, like and you know, it's not it removes a lot of the darker aspects of the Pinocchio story, uh, to make it sanitized for Christmas, but it still like captures that, I don't know, episodic nature of the original book. Where it's like, you know, Pinocchio's in a constant state of learning how to be a good person. Mm-hmm. Um, but it doesn't even 
Like, it ends literally, like, at the one-third mark of the book. Although Juliet's not a character in the book. They they give Pinocchio a girlfriend-slash-sister. It's a bit odd. Yeah, that, that is a bit odd of an element. Again, like, you know, fr- frosty things again, where it's like, you know, I'm gonna, you know, take this in- inanimate thing, you know, and, and make it my, my wife. Um, before mm-hmm. David's nose grows too long, uh, <laughs> saying how much he likes this film, uh, there's leprechauns christmas do we have to move forward we, let's just go back to pinocchio <laughs> you don't want I, to talk about leprechaun i don't, I don't care know anymore <laughs> I think leprechaun's oh no we, christmas we lost count this is the penultimate one on the list i guys i think this is the one that broke me i think this is the watch that broke me i think i like leprechaun's christmas oh no, no. <laughs> you like it now? i I God, I have seen this one almost. It, it's like cricket on the hearth, where you spring it on people because it's like, what the fuck is this? Why is there a St. Patrick's Day Christmas crossover? But I think this is the watch where I'm like, no, wait, I think this is good. I, my letterbox I, review is just please send help. That's all I have left in me after this watch. This, I I I can't imagine this being the one that that you would like like that would be the one to break you, Calvin. Like I I can see. Murph, I've seen your transformation over the years. I I know you're lost now. There's no coming back. I didn't I'm... realize how hard this was on me until I got to this one. <laughs> I was like, I'm so done with this saccharine, like sentimental bullshit. I just want out. <laughs> I, I dug myself too deep into this whole saccharine Christmas movies, and now there's leprechauns and shit. Yeah, yelling songs at me. I just want out of this hell. Uh, but I, th- I think I think there's a lot of uh, benefits to this one over some of the other ones. Uh, it's yes. It's it's very corny and and again my my liking of it is ironic still because I do think it is bad for sure but like it's it's so bizarre and unwieldy and again I just the audacity of making a yeah. a leprechaun christmas movie is you, you got to appreciate that at the very least um yeah there again a lot of things where it's like they just they shove a bunch of mythos at you right away so you know just lots of stuff like like just a bunch of things about like Oh, how there's these two, yeah, the banshees and like these two camps of leprechauns that, you know, the the killer canaries that, you know, mine the gold. Yeah, which they, by the way, then forget because then they they say that they talk about killer canarney shoes at one point. So yeah, they can Clarny's shoes make you dance. But they, but it's not that, they're, they're the gold miners. It was the other ones that make the shoes. Um, the, the shoes were married in. <laughs> So it's just one family now? They don't make a d- distinction? Well, not anymore. The island broke off from, uh, you know, Ireland, Ireland when St. Patrick used his magic to split it off so Mag the Hag couldn't return. Which, by the way, to, to explain, is that she she's a witch, uh, a banshee, and she can transform into anything but needs gold by Christmas. Otherwise, yeah. she'll turn into tears. And the catch is that she can't take the gold for herself. Yeah, it's just—it's a lot. There, there's a lot of information they throw at you in the really, beginning. It's never quite explained why they can't give her the gold. I assume because she's just a bitch. But it's—it's like, it's got. It's, it's, I think it's like a literal thing. Again, it it's like it's one of those you know, uh, you know, the the drawbacks of her powers. Like she could transform into anything, but the the deal is is you know that that's part of the deal that I guess she struck yeah. when when she yeah. came out of the um, mythical creature machine and this is all explained to our human like POV character Dinty Doyle and he's told like banshees 
when they're in human form, they can't <laughs> stop crying. I need to stress this part. If you see a human crying and they want the gold, that's a banshee. He, he exits the leprechaun's den. Five minutes later, he finds a crying human girl on the beach. And she's like, I need gold! <laughs> Cal we've lost Calvin. <laughs> I like the songs in this one. I, I need I need to know what Calvin doesn't like. I feel like we're ostracizing here a little too much. We've 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 teamed up for this last episode to kill Calvin's Christmas spirit. Um, the Life and Adventures of Santa Claus, sure. uh, two thousand movie by Glenn Hill. Um, yeah, I got that one in. After I broke my Christmas spirit with the Leprechaun, I went in and watched what is it like ninety minutes, um, eighty minutes of a. Another movie that I didn't have to watch. Yeah, I uh, watched the wrong adaptation well, of the Life thing is, I was like, this is good uh, Topcraft animation. It almost looks modern because it's from yeah. 2000. Um, <laughs> yeah. Fuck's sake. Yeah. <laughs> this but one's you more. liking this. Yeah, I ended right? up liking it. It has the hunky Santa Claus, which we covered, I like already. Um, yeah. I like when he gets away from the Christmas cookies and eggnog and uh, mm -hmm. lifts some weights. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I like that. I can, I can back you up on that one being good. Uh, granted, I haven't seen it since um, I was six, but I, I really don't know I what remember, you guys are talking about. <laughs> I remember everything from my youth as established as my curse. Right. Um, yeah. No, David didn't believe me that that was something that aired on Cartoon Network. <laughs> and um, they're both based on the L. Frank Baum book, which is uh, yes. the Wizard of Oz guy, which is uh, kind yeah. Of no, it is it. Uh, the Life and Adventures of Santa Claus is Oz canon. Like, uh, they cut out all the bits where he like goes to the Emerald City and meets the Gnome King and stuff. Pretty cool. Um, um, yeah. So this is a this is a distinctly different Rankin Bass uh, production. Um, the one I watched is... certainly, but uh... <laughs> yeah, well, but you did, did you did eventually watch the right one, didn't you? We should we should discuss. There is a correct one that uh, uh, took place uh, well uh, well ahead of the two thousands. Mm In -hmm. what what year? Nineteen eighty five. Yeah, there we go. Yeah, so this is the very last Rankin Bass um, one. Uh, no Paul Freeze because he died the next year. Oh, that's um, sad. But Where? so instead, they've got all their voice actors from Thundercats, which was a Rankin Bass production. Uh, Santa Claus is voiced by Lion O. Uh, <laughs> we've got Snarf as Tingle, the sound gnome or whatever whatever he's called. Um, this is this is high fantasy Christmas lore. Like the other ones, other Rankin Bass is like I don't know fairy tales and fables. This is like. This is this is like Lord of the Rings crap. Like yeah. It starts off with the meeting of the immortals called by Ack, the master woodsman of the world. It's all um, about like Santa being like a mortal living among eternals and um, yeah, yeah, high fantasy stuff. I, I kind of like it. And he has two moms. Yeah, a very progressive. He's raised. He's at first he's raised by Shiegra, the I don't know the immortal lioness, and then one of the the fairies is like I. I, I, I've only known this life, but now that I see a baby, I have maternal urges. I'm going to steal it from the lioness and raise it as my own. The other one that I accidentally watched, much more Wizard of Oz aesthetic. This one stays closer to the Rankin and Bass special with the Wizard of Oz story in it. I mean, I'm, I'm hesitant to say it stays even close to the Rankin Bass aesthetic because it feels distinctly un-Christmas to me. There's uh, only one really Rankin and Bass song in it. The, the rest is like chanting. Yeah. 
Yeah, this one is is so odd. It's again like if if you think Leprechaun Christmas is weird, like I think this one is just very antithetical. Leprechaun to... Christmas Gold is at least of the Rankin and Bass style, whereas this is like, I don't, like I said, it's just so distinctly different in tone. Like Santa's well, taken to Earth for the first time and he gets radicalized. This sounds a little closer to me to like the pagan myths and stuff that like perpetuated like oh, yeah. what became Santa Claus. So I guess in a way you can trace it back to like this is like a archaic old version of what that story would become later. Uh, yeah, yeah. I I think I'm I'm in fundamental disagreement with this kind of approach for, for like like it's not appealing to me as a Christmas or just order you know, like Christmas the idea story. of like Santa being a force of nature. <laughs> you just want your Coca Cola. Christmas, right? Like you're, just, yeah. you're very branded. No, I think that is like very, like you know, we had Santa. This, like, we're coming full circle. Like, this is the second Santa Claus origin Rankin Bass have done. It's not tied to any of their other canon. And like, one is like Santa is a dude, and the other is Santa is an aspect of I don't know the firmament, right? Which yeah. is how I it's, sell it to my daughter, right? So I I can appreciate that more because we tell our Santa's not real; it's just an energy and. Uh, what we do yeah. this time of year is Santa. Santa's more a vibe than anything. Yeah, we're we're dirty pagans, Zesta. <laughs> it's well for for me. It's you know, and, and again, not not to say that that's not a a very you know legitimate way to view the holidays, of course. But for me, uh, you know, the 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 wintry aesthetic and more of the the fairy tale charm. I think you said fairy tale, and that was a good yeah. way I think of characterizing how I picture Christmas in this very kind of storybook fashion. And less of the high, you know, uh, high concept uh, fantasy world here. This, this you got these, you know, like and and putting it in such strict terms and ideas as well. I, again, I, yeah. I kind of like the, the. There's the, a lot to. There's a lot to swallow that with this one because they're constantly throwing out like these, you know, admittedly very unique fantasy concepts, yeah. like the nooks, which are masters of individual and all animals. Like if you have ever read a. Wizard of Oz book, like I have read at least five. Uh, L. Frank Baum just loves like coming, throwing out phrases and then never explaining them. It's like that's just part of how it is in Oz. Um, and it's very much that here where you're kind of learning the lore on the fly while also learning the origin story for Santa. It's just not that exciting for a kid, though. Like, there's nothing no. for a kid to like grasp this onto is, here. This and is an so adult should watch it. So I don't. Like it's weird to say, but this is like Frankenbass's highbrow moment. <laughs> yeah, it, it's, it's very self-serious. I think it's the other factor of it. This is like, uh, this is like Ro- Robert Eggers' uh, <laughs> Frankenbass, the Northman Frankenbass special. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's it was definitely a weird note to go out on. Like it, it feels a little bit like an anticlimax, e- even if it's something you can jive with. I think. Uh, it's it's still a little too like uh, too much. I think too too like self serious to really try and you know sell it as a piece of like you know loose holiday entertainment. Uh, I I just don't think it it really goes. Yeah, wish I liked so, it more than the other one I saw. So mm-hmm. I don't. Oh, that's the other problem is that you had a better one to compare it to. Yeah. yeah. Um. <laughs> so before we get to the ranking, like now that you have seen. I don't know, most of the filmography, not counting the Easter movies. Yeah. Like, do you feel that there is a progression to Rankin Bass's? 
films because my take is that like you know what you could shuffle these around and i wouldn't really be able to guess yeah what year so, any of them were released so, so part, the 2d ones part of the whole process here and, and doing it in chronological order was to get a feel of the kind of the progression and the style of it and I think an important factor to remember as well is that the the particular choice here in going for Rankin Bass is probably a poor one to demonstrate that with because their hand in the creative process is less than a lot of other uh, filmmakers would usually be, particularly when you consider the 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 animation yeah. is done by, by other people. Yeah, they're yeah, not like oh, directly yeah. overseeing. Like at, at, at all, like, you know, obviously stop motion is always or animation in general is always a, a collaborative and team eff yeah. effort, you know, a series of teams that work like on all things. the um, all the character designs were drawn by Arthur Rankin Jr. first. Yeah. And then right. they were turned into puppets. And he was known as being like a real stickler for details. Like he said, like this, this needs to have weight or something like these characters should not be falling over so easily or looking like they're made of wood. Mm -hmm. But it, it really um, feels it, it, again. It, I I don't feel like they ever get to like because again, like we we yeah. talk about how Year Without a Santa Claus has you know it, it's like a benchmark where where you really notice the animation steps up in quality. But then like very shortly after with like Shiny New Year and Christmas in July and and Nestor and stuff like it's like oh okay now we're you know kind of falling back. But then it picks up again for Pinocchio's Christmas and it's really solid again. And yeah. same same kind of thing where you even in the two D style where I, where I commented that the Stingiest man in town. Again, at least from a design standpoint, I won't get into that. Well, I'll be I'll honest, always... though. You show me Rudolph and then show me the Life and Adventures of Santa Claus, and I wouldn't tell you which end they were on accurately. Yeah. You know? mm -hmm. I yeah. would guess that Life and Adventures of Santa Claus takes place somewhere in the middle of the career arc. Right. It doesn't feel like the... Again, like it's it's a very anticlimax one. Like I, I think thinking of Christmas in July at, as the end point seems to make sense because it is like this bigger you know production it feels larger uh, i think even at one point they were talking about making it as like a, an actual theatrical release so they did do a theatrical and a magic movie it's called the daydreamer it's adapting hans christian anderson stories it's very boring wow that's disappointing. It's like painfully boring i mean that and, and that's the other thing we found i think as well is that the longer these go the worse they like like the, the more boring they seem to be which we which we deduced back in october when we watched mad monster party together and mm -hmm. we found that it was really I a, a big old so. ball of nothing yeah i don't think rankin bass can do feature well okay last unicorn a lot of people have a soft i do spot like board. that one an awful lot um, um i do yeah. um there's a cult around that one it, there my is, daughter yes. absolutely I think, I think Last it. Unicorn is a very respectable movie to have a cult around. Sure. Um, I'm personally not a wild fan of it. I really like their adaptation of The Hobbit, but that's not feature length. Yeah. There's a. I'd say these fit very well within the window of like TV Christmas programming in like the 80s right. and 90s. Yeah. That's where I experienced it. Uh, well, that, that, and that's definitely what they are. They are televised that they're, they're they're intended for television you can see you know and obviously they're built around ad breaks and such still and and, and, and that's i think the, they're um i think they're just impact on culture is pretty inarguable because everyone associates stop motion like with christmas specials right yeah. to the point we have like you know we have seth rogan and sarah silverman actively putting out a special on hbo max that's a, a parody of these yeah 
Well, let's but say that, like, this is where Nightmare Before Christmas comes from, even. Like, Tim Burton is yeah. ob obviously in conversation with, you know, these films making that. But I want to say, like, on an animation side, the, like, the Rankin-Bass ripoffs never get it right because they the animation's, like, too good. Like, they never do, like, when you think about a Rankin-Bass character making, like, an ooh sound... It's not they don't they don't purse their lips because they their top half of their mouth is in a permanent smile so they just lower their bottom lip, like all the Rankin Bass characters have a permanent smile but they can all express like a range of emotions through gesture and eyebrows, and I think that's like the real trick to the animagic. Mm -hmm. And and it definitely obviously retains its charm even through some of the the lesser ones I think the Animagic style still has, uh, it still lends a great amount of appeal. Would you say yeah. that the real Animagic are the movies we rank along the way? <laughs> yeah. So let's, yeah. okay, I think this one, let's I, a, I said hold on. Chat, let's, a, let's just read our yeah. ranking, get people caught up where sure, sure. we were at, at the end of the last episode. Mm -hmm. Okay, I'll just do it quick. Year without Santa Claus. Santa Claus coming to town. Rudolph's New Year. Frosty. Frosty Winter Wonderland. Drummer Boy, book two. Drummer Boy, Cricket on the Earth. Twas the Night Before Christmas, Nestor, and First Christmas. Yeah. So I said in the chat, I think the frosty, like, bar of quality is going to be the most hotly contested okay. this round. So, okay, Stingiest Man in Town. You're is going that... to test that's frosty quality. <laughs> here, here, here's the thing. Here, here, You guys have to come together to convince me this is not the worst movie of them all. Oh, I think Ugh, shit. <laughs> I I'm not sure if it's worse than First Christmas. I you know what? Yeah, let's put it below First Christmas because no. First Christmas is a, no. <laughs> like I said, I think this has like a at least unique anime style. It's starting to lean into yeah, what would become the Ghibli. Designs are cute, and you ah, no, me, the designs are the worst. You thing. convinced me that Miyazaki could be in there, and they have big uh, <laughs> noses like Tapir's. So uh, if if Miyazaki uh, could have been there, I think uh, that it, raises it, it, it above the stock of First Christmas, at least. It's got it's got terrible songs. It does a t poor job of telling the story, and it fucks up having Walter Matthau in it. I wouldn't say it has terrible songs. It just has kind of nothing songs. It's low Which, impact. To be fair, so does First Christmas. I mean, yeah. First Christmas has White Christmas. But, but what? I can okay, argue to me why ever. First Christmas is better. I guess that's. I mean, at, at the very least, the the animation is more appealing. I think it's far. Really? Yeah, yeah. I think more it's than better. this Topcraft. Yes. I, I don't. I think the fluidity of the animation is the only saving grace of this one. I, I, I actually I, think I, the animation I, is fine. Murph, I think where Calvin are you at? convinced me. I think Calvin convinced me. I can put it above First Christmas. All right, but but below I, Nestor. I'm fine with that. Uh, Nestor has, yeah, has something. Right. I don't know. I'll, I'll live Nestor with that. Years. Again, okay. again we're, we're basically arguing which is a bigger piece of shit, so, you know. Yeah. Okay. Christmas in July. Christmas in July is tricky. Um, let's let's start by this. Let's place it within the context of the, the Frosty trilogy, the three Frosty films here. Okay. Is it... Is it better than uh either of them no you think this is worse no. than both frosty would, and winter wonderland i would I watch it. i would watch both frosty one and frosty two twice 
before doing Christmas in July, and that's frankly because Christmas in July is feature length. I'm a busy man. It's a it's a big mark against it for sure, but uh, there's a lot of aspects that I do like about again like the 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 two Frosty films are very uh, or, or I'll at least say Winter Wonderland is like this this bar of it's entertaining, but it's also a little bit of a mixed bag. And the first Frosty is like this is a a, a great rendition of this very simple song, you know, and and, and yeah. put forth very fluidly in, in the magic here. Uh, there's a lot of interesting like little things throughout Christmas in July that really stand out. Again, the uh, I, I really like the genie. I think that's that's a very well done concept and memorable. Uh, I think some of the additional character designs, the existential dread that you've got with, you know, yeah. I think, again, I think that's that's genuinely, uh, you know, some great drama that they managed to inject into it. Uh, and uh, again, I, I really like Ethel Merman. You just throw Ethel Merman in anything and it already so, boosted up a couple points here. Let me ask you this. Is it better than Drummer Boy Book 2? Yes, I think it, I think it's better than Drummer Boy Book 2. I think it is largely cohesive despite being bloated it's mm -hmm. it, it tells a story it has charming characters it builds on the idea of you know the these this kind of this christmas tradition of all of these and it has the benefit of a lot of that and again the the character designs are good i think the the transferring frosty from 2d to 3d is a uh, resounding success i think it's very well you know scarf especially is a big success okay. i think for for me it's between the two frosties it's it's not quite as good. It doesn't reach the benchmark of the first Frosty film, but it doesn't have like the weird, you know, uh, you know, an anomaly issues or like not coming together that Winter Wonderland does, and like a little bit of the hangups. And again, it has it has lots of good things sprinkled throughout. It's really it's weighed down by uh, having too big ambition for its rather middling plot. Yeah, uh, I don't know, Calvin. Where do you think it goes? I'm fine with that. Um, I'm not. I mean, I. Uh... I'm not putting it above Frosty. Yeah, uh, I, I don't think it deserves I, to be above Frosty. The first Frosty. I think the okay, Winter I Wonderland, will, though. I will seed putting it above Winter Wonderland below Frosty. I'm fine with that since we got uh, Stingiest Man in out of last yeah. place. So. Yeah. <laughs> Willing to make sacrifices okay. for other things. Uh, okay, now Jack Frost. Um, I... This I think this yeah. is the interesting one because it could probably go, depending on how you feel about it, it could go into a couple of different spots. This one um, weighs a lot on its sincerity because it doesn't have much else going for it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, I, mean, I have an idea where it goes. Where, where do you think? Let's hear, let's hear your idea first. I might put it between the drummer boys. That's interesting. That's in the middle of the list as like I... a, this is our defining mark for mediocrity now uh, um i think it's i think it's a little better than okay like, I, i'm gonna say this as the champion of little drummer boy 2 which i think does deserve a higher placement than it currently has <laughs> but i i i think it probably it's it's right below it's it, it's it's kind of in the same mark for me as christmas in july it has a lot of the same strengths and weaknesses that christmas in july does um, and that again, like the story is very like like middling, but it has a lot of the charm. It's injecting a lot of spirit in, into the things there, you know. And it's it's distinct and memorable while also being kind of foggy uh, in, in in certain sections. Certain sections uh, for me, I put it just below 
uh, Christmas in July. So still above Winter Wonderland. I wouldn't put it I... above Winter Wonderland, I don't think. No, I wouldn't put it above Winter Wonderland. Interesting. Okay, okay. I I kind of agree with Calvin putting it between the Drummer Boys. I, I, I could even go below Drummer Boy. Um, I mean, I, I think it's be- I think it's better than the first Little Drummer Boy. Little Drummer Boy. Okay. Yeah. It's like I, there's like nothing to that movie. It's it's I uh, easily, quick and over and done with. <laughs> I could easily interchange Drummer Boy two and Jack Frost. I feel. Okay. I'm uh, oh, I'm fine. I'm fine taking this small victory for Little Drummer Boy two. If this is what I gotta have, yeah. I'll I'll take it. Bumping it up the list. Jack Frost going between the Drummer Boys. Uh, uh, I don't know why, but that one makes me feel bad. Right. Well, you still you still have this attachment you to, to separate it. Separate the boys. Uh, yeah. Well, uh, otherwise we would have just had three Jack Frost movies in a row. <laughs> we don't want to put it uh, below a uh, cricket, do we? Jack Frost. No, no, no. it's it's better than cricket. Better. What? Yeah, cr- cricket again. Like it's 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 floating on a lot of ironic enjoyment still. Like cricket is not good. Jack Jack okay. Frost is at least like. As Mid- middle it's like it, it, it it's like the bar it, it gets there okay now we um we now we all agree three out of three that pinocchio's christmas is good <laughs> i mean I'm, I'm willing to see your your arguments for it because I, okay, okay. I felt pretty david, convinced you, you start david where would you put pinocchio's okay christmas? i'm gonna i'm gonna drop this right off bat here it's First above place. Frost. it's above frosty <laughs> it's about directly above frosty directly above shiny new year yes yes I think I like it better than Shiny New Year. Wow. What? I'm 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 definitely not that charmed by it. Like Shiny New Year I'm, has I'm, so I'm, much going for. It's like it's like splitting hairs for that. I they're both kind of Pinocchio? Are we one. talking about Pinocchio? We're, we're talking about yeah. Pinocchio. Uh the Disney one, right? The, <laughs> you want to rank the Disney one that high. Yeah, but that's still below year without a Santa Claus. Fuck's sake. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's I mean, like, like you told me that the the worst parts were very, very low in this movie, and you want to rank it. I was quoting like the song. I was quoting okay. the song from the movie. <laughs> um, we, where would you, where would yeah, you that's what we need to know. I mean, uh, I just put it uh, below. Twas the night down at the. Oh, there's no way. There's no way. I can't agree with that. That's, well, I can't. That's I like, can't have it up that high though. Uh, you're putting it down there with Nestor. Below Nestor is a good idea. No, no, I I could concede below Frosty because again, Frosty is like a good bar um, of quality. We're getting somewhere. That's that's. I think... I'd be willing to, but uh, again, we're we're at very a very polar ends here. But we've got two against one, so you know, I think consider that. <laughs> Let's just put it right above Stingiest Man. No, it's way better than that. <laughs> come on, come on. You were you had no charm, no, no, no childlike wonder watching Pinocchio teach the toys how to dance. I mean, I gave it three out of ten. I think the same score you did, right? I mean, yeah. you also gave it a three out of ten, so I don't. He, think he hasn't like, revised it yet. Yeah, but that was that was like 2018, Murph. I'm a different man. I've been through COVID. How many points has it changed because of COVID? <laughs> I think it's maybe I don't know a. Five out of ten now. So maybe below Drummer Boy Book Two is where we're thinking. I I think no, it's better. It's better than Drummer Boy Book Two. I oh. I I can find an average putting it directly below Frosty. That's what I'm saying. Like above Christmas in July, below Frosty the Snowman. 
but why? <laughs> because it's good. The, the animation is is really solid. Some of the best animation out of all of this here. Definitely in the top the three. Are fun. It tells a complete story. The characters are likable. It's it's voice acted very well. It's again, you know, uh, it's again the, the songs especially. We we could name like five of them we did here. Uh, and that's uh, that's that's David. David can't remember most things. Yeah, yeah. Like, I know it's fine if I remember things, because I remember everything, but, like, David, if he remembers at least five songs. Let me see, I can I can look at my list, list here again. Yeah, uh, I, I like the origin story angle from the semi-sentient log to, to Puppet. I think that's, that's, that's charming funny. and interesting. Yeah, yeah. Um, let's see. Well, yeah. I do like the argument that the... the um... I guess that the animation has a little bit more uh, more connection with what's what's going on. It's yeah. it's definitely one of the strongest animation wise, you know. And again, for for sure above Christmas in July, which is a little bit of a back step. Uh, okay. And and again, I think that one is you know as much as I was just championing it, it's got its model problems. And this one, you know, it, it stands up as its own work. I think it's just it's a surprise one in there. Yeah. If we're going um, below Frosty, I think I could stomach that. Okay. Okay. So, Leprechaun's Christmas Gold. I'll let you guys rank because I'm compromised. <laughs> okay, I, I have an an ironic enjoyment of it, uh, but I, I do think there are some quality aspects. Uh, for I personally had put it just above the original Little Drummer Boy. I think I would put it above Drummer Boy Book Two, maybe even above Winter Wonderland. <laughs> I'm I'm curious to why this one seems to have the most adverse reaction for Calvin, and I don't understand why. I think he was just burned out. That, <laughs> this this one's was really stupid. It must have been my burnout moment where I was just well, I watched most of these alone. I guess you guys watched these yeah. mostly together, and I did. Uh, with not Ezra this match. And... We only watched okay. two together. We watched Jack Frost and Life and Adventures. Okay, well, and I, I was bored to shit during Life and Adventures. I should say. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> I, did, I didn't uh, even have the energy to muster up like a, a, a joke, cracking a joke at it. <laughs> Once Ezra was kind of like wandering off, I, I was just alone with my thoughts watching these. <laughs> what, like what, what were your thoughts? You, you were so ready to move past it that I don't think we really got them in full. Just blank. Just blank. <laughs> uh, husk of a man just staring at a screen <laughs> See, I, I, waiting I, I, for winter to pass i think it's so interesting on. because because you went on and watched two more christmas specials after this <laughs> Incidentally, and, and, and you didn't have you know nearly as like you know empty uh you know a, a mindset about them i, mean, I, I guess think... once they started bringing like uh saint patrick's day let it be its own holiday into into christmas i, I think yeah. this round just tired me out with them being like oh now christmas is in july and oh now leprechauns yeah. are here i can yeah. see that i can see that mm -hmm. um you're stretching I... my patience rankin and bass <laughs> i would put it i would put it above drummer boy book two that, so so hold on. My, my understanding then is that you now enjoy Leprechaun's Christmas Gold more than Jack Frost? I think I do. I think I do. It's only 25 minutes. And I don't know. It's compact like a leprechaun. But would you watch it on your own? He yeah, did. I have. <laughs> yeah. I, I think I would. I think I would. I, I don't know. I'm broken. Look, look, look I, I hate to say that. I kind of would too, but again, ironically, like it's it's an ironic enjoyment of I it. Un I unironically dislike it. I mean, there's 
I mean, there's not like merits to it that I that I have. I I don't have yeah. a list of reasons why I I want to keep moving it up, but uh, fine. <laughs> I don't I don't care about this. Uh, do, do, yeah. do, here here here's where I'll say. Let's. I think we need to measure it against cricket on the hearth first. I think that's where we need to place it. Is this better or worse than cricket on the hearth? I think it's better. I, I know we know you think it's better. Oh, like, okay. obviously. Yes, okay. yes. I just have it as better than cricket. So, okay. Yeah. Do, do you think it's better than Drummer Boy then, or do you think it's lower than Drummer Boy? Lower. I think Drummer Boy just has the iconic song and the rendition's so good. Mm-hmm. I can't think of a rendition here that's better than that. I can I can buy that. And you can't use yeah. the, the quickness argument because they're both over in a flash. Right. Yeah. And I've I've seen Drummer Boy so many times and it still like reminds me of what these specials are in a way, even though it's getting to like their biblical territory and me not giving a fuck about Jesus <laughs> and him <laughs> right. like playing yeah. to Jesus. I, I don't care. It's not the worst of those either, by the way, it, it almost feels inconsequential with this yeah. you know, religious quality versus Next some of the other ones. Christmas and some yeah, for, yeah. Yeah. First Christmas is way worse than vendor. I, 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 uh, I think it's more boring. Okay. I, 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 I can see that, but also it's it's done and over in a flash. It's got some ridiculous elements, like you know that he hates everybody. I'd be so, fine with it between. Uh, I think I think compromising boy. between Drummer Boy and Cricket on the Hearth. I think that's a good spot for it. I'd even let you guys go like Jack Frost, then this, then Drummer Boy, but uh, I don't I don't believe it. I'll look I can, the no, list the rest I definitely, of my life and I'll, I'll tell I can, uh, everyone I know I'll, that I didn't I'll, believe I'll in see, this when we did it. I'll see it being above Drummer Boy. Below I'll, Jack Frost. I'll live the rest of my life thinking about how we let the leprechaun a little bit too high on the list. And it just well, didn't need to get to this point. I'll look back every Christmas just staring into my fireplace. Look, look Cal, I understand. I feel the same way about Drummer Boy Part 2. You guys bullied me down so far. And I'll just wonder what was the meaning of Christmas. <laughs> it was gold. Christmas gold. That's what it was about. That just doesn't work for me. I don't, I don't know. I'm, 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 I'm going to side with Calvin on this one. I'm going to say between Drummer Boy and Cricket okay. on the Hearth. I think that's a good place. As long as we can move past it, and I never want to talk about this again. At least I'll make it a podcast. <laughs> okay, where, where's, where's Life and Adventures of Santa Claus going? I think it's sub-twas. That's, that's exactly where I have it. Between that and Nestor. Oh, I maybe would put it below Nestor. Uh, well, I could be convinced either way. I mean, I. You can convince me on, on this one being lower. Calvin's like put all the way up. I have it above uh, Drummer Boy Book Two. There's no way. There's no money song in this. This one's so boring. <laughs> you know. I um I don't know because I, I watched the other one and it was so much better. So uh, exactly. Yeah. This one's it's just God. It's it's a lot of cool new designs and stuff especially for like the puppets and the things that they get them to do but it's just like i don't i don't give a well, crap so what i'll say is this is closest to like my conception of what christmas is i guess so yeah uh, the other ones are very like commercial you know storybook christmas like what david wants but i think this is probably closest to like my belief or my my faith in what this faith holiday is really about. about yeah it's uh, about but- defeating the aguas but I don't think it's a good, uh, particularly good version of that either. I think it's pretty boring, and it doesn't sell that as a exciting, worthwhile thing. Right. I like would. I would love to be. I would love to be convinced by like a you know high fantasy you know or you know more immortal seeming like you know these more 
paganist like like you characterize uh version of christmas yeah. i would love to be sold on that i'm not uh, I just, I, i'm, I'm, I'm open-minded enough to consider it but this is not a, this is not selling me at all <laughs> like it's yeah like i don't know uh, i don't know it just feels rude to rank it because it's such <laughs> a different tone and like story it's like it's like you're going through like Francis Ford Coppola's filmography, and then you get to Jack, and it's like, what do I do with this? You know. Uh, well, I guess I'll say that we did watch it like on our, you know, like one of our advents, which uh, you know, mm-hmm. um, and we had like the rice porridge out, and I was like, oh yeah, I, I guess I could be nostalgic about like this. So I will remember mm-hmm. it as like connected to the, this moment of like faith in a different kind of Christmas, but uh, I also okay. don't care. So, so, so let me ask you this, because again, I'm going to ask you versus a bar of our, this is our bar of bad quality. Yeah. Is it better than Cricket on the Hearth? I mean, I'd, I'd be fine with it below Cricket. I'd, I'd watch Cricket ironically before I'd watch this right. unironically. Right. Yeah. right. I could so, put below Cricket above Nestor. Uh, well, that, we've got Twas, twas there though. still. Is it below oh, or above Twas? I'd, I'd put for it me, above Twas. For me, Twas is above. Really? Really? Twas? Yeah. Here's the thing. I, I could I could really go I could really go either way because I care equally little about both of these. They're the, they're the so boring to me that I've already forgotten them territory. I think Twas has a better soundtrack. <laughs> Pulling that argument out again. Yeah, this I, one doesn't really have one. Like you say, it's mostly chance. It's, it's got better character designs, though. I think like there's something more charming about the animation. Yeah, but. Of do it. You, I don't know. Do you give a crap about this? I mean, I don't. I'm just, I'm, I'm putting forth, like, thoughts. I, I'll at least remember that it had a very, you know, bizarre concept and design of characters and, and, and a vision of Christmas, whereas Twas the Night was just, like, so exceedingly bland that I, you know, even staring at a picture I think here, I, could, I have nothing. Like, you know, if we go to the target audience for these children, I think a child will be entertained by Twas whereas they would be confused by life and adventures. <laughs> yeah, it is confusing. But uh, better story. So. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's, it's tough. Oh, this is the toughest one, isn't it? Um, I lost <laughs> any will to fight after the leprechaun thing. Yeah. <laughs> you seem very checked out, I have to admit. <laughs> you're re- you're um, ready to wrap this <laughs> Wrap this Christmas present. Throw you it guys want to put it below a Twas? That's uh, <laughs> David. You like Twas a lot, don't you? Uh, no, no. You know, I'm this. fine with that. I I'm, remember him saying, "I'm really I, fine." I like, if you guys pick either way, <laughs> either way, you guys pick here. Go for it. I care equally I, little about I these. Put it, I would put it below Twas. Okay. <laughs> okay. Giving uh, Merce, um outside opinion some more weight because. Uh, He's the only one with the strong opinion here. So yeah, yeah, that's true. Uh, let's weigh it. Yeah. There we go. Okay, that's our list. We did it. Should we should we, we read off the list or the definitive list? I mean, I'm I'm shot after the leprechaun thing. Does someone else want to read this? <laughs> sure, sure, I'll read it. So the definitive, uh, the Twin Geeks ranking of Rankin Bass. Uh, Christmas num- specials. Christmas specials specifically. You're right. Yes. Yeah, so at number one, we have the year without a Santa Claus. Number two, Santa Claus is coming to town. Number three is Rudolph's shiny new year. Number four, Frosty the Snowman. Number five, <laughs> Pinocchio's Christmas. <laughs> I, I would like to say, uh, uh, yeah, the, you can see like a, a tearing here of like the quality where, where you can see the shifts. 
Number six is Rudolph and Frosty's Christmas in July. Seven is Frosty's Winter Wonderland. Number eight is The Little Drummer Boy, book two. Number nine is Jack Frost. Ten is The Little Drummer Boy. Just barely missing the top ten is Leprechaun's Christmas Gold. Uh, number 12, Cricket on the Hearth. At number 13, we have Toys the Night Before Christmas. 14, The Life and Adventures of Santa Claus. 15, Nestor, The Long-Eared Christmas Donkey. Number 16, The Stingiest Man in Town. And our worst Rankin-Bass film is The First Christmas, The Story of the First Christmas Snow. Boo! Yeah. yeah, that. I mean, that's You know what? Ranking. This was the hardest one to rank. There were some... <laughs> It got heated. Um, You know, when you do phrase it in the terms of it, like the top 10, I do think (laughs) Drummer Boy deserves being on the list above Leprechaun. (laughs) Yeah, it does work, doesn't it? Uh, I mean, that's one that was actually played on TV. I don't think Leprechaun got much after its original run, right? Like, there's still some sentimentality for that. Yeah. That's that's been the interesting thing is seeing which ones have you know kind of stuck around and and also largely seeing why like I think the ones that do play annually they play with good reason like uh you know I don't think anyone's gonna be clamoring I'm I'm not here to tell you that they should be showing the stingiest man in town or twas the night before Christmas or cricket on the hearth you know yeah. every year uh there, there's reason that they don't <laughs> and we're just here affirming that reason. But we are saying that Year Without Santa Claus uh, coming to town, we need it most years. Yeah. yeah. Those, those two for wow, sure. really set the frosty margin as like the margin for quality and only three films passed it. <laughs> <laughs> right. Anything you know, about this is good, except nothing made it after we you know, I was, I was, I was prepared for that. Again, like, like a, like clean execution of everything that was that was my idea with frosty and yes. yeah everything below it has at least one caveat or more uh so that's fair yeah it's a fair very good list i think we did a good yeah job. yeah and i'm and i'm happy to have covered this i don't know if anyone else is out here shining a light on some of these weirder and you know forgotten rankin bass christmas specials yeah. David and I discussed at the hockey game. We might have had the most uh, time ever committed to Rankin and Bass on the on the internet, just analyst analysis, and we, we put some good hours into it. Now there there yeah. might be some obscure circles, you know, like a YouTube channel that gets sure. like 10, 10 views a month, <laughs> yeah. who's super in depth into like the production of all of these or like the, the connection, space. yeah. But uh, in terms of, you know, reaching an audience of more than, you know, your friends around the neighborhood. Right. Um, as far as like a podcast that's doing a deep dive on these uh, specials and giving them equal time, I think we did good. Yeah. And, and yeah. I, I hope we can maintain that same level of interest going forward with our, with our next dive. Well, you want next to use the uh, title of the next one? The Kino Locker? <laughs> that's, um, that's not the, the name Nicolo we're going with. Lebowski? Yeah. So our 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 next venture for the month of January, we're gonna be looking at the filmography of Catherine Bigelow. Oh okay. Point Bigelow. Point rank. <laughs> Let's go with Point, uh, point rank. That that uh, was a little better than your other ones. The the Bigelow lowdown. <laughs> <laughs> the Bigelow lowdown? Okay. Yeah, I don't know. Bigelow? Uh, if anyone out there has any ideas, please send them to us. You can you can send them to us at our Twitter account at the Twin Geeks. I've got you it. Oh, Half oh. ranking Bigelow. <laughs> How about um, Deuce Bigelow ranking Jiggle? Oh, I like that. <laughs> she probably wouldn't, but 
We'll, co- we'll come up with something. We'll have more ideas next the month. Ra- <laughs> the ranking gigolo is like a like an early 2010s YouTube reviewer. <laughs> <laughs> Subscribe to our new channel. Um, the ranking gigolo. <laughs> we have plenty of other shows you could uh, check out. Um, Three Letters, Five Mics is our rap music show. I, I was going to say it this time. I had it. Dang it. I wanted to see if David had it this time. I, was I did. I did. I did. I did have he it. He had but... it written down on his hand, his foot. <laughs> Inside my eyelids. Yep. Yep. Yeah. He had his fiance in the next room on an earpiece. <laughs> um, Daydreamcast will have an episode next month. Um, yeah. What else do we have? We have other shows. Yes, uh, we have. Uh, I'm thinking of spoiling things. One? Yes. Yes. Don't don't let the motor cast get you. Hmm. Murph, when are you and Steven starting a show where you do, um, where you quiz him about every American holiday? Um, every American holiday? I don't know. I don't know if Steven can fit that into his busy schedule. <laughs> do they have Arbor Day over there? Is that just... No, America? we established it was in... It was Right, right. Well, they definitely don't have... Listen. Look, look, you got an opportunity. Martin Luther King Jr. Day is coming up, and, and yeah. I bet there's a few interesting, you know, factoids you could throw out about that, that civil rights leader that he may not know about. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so so We're there you just go. Some people to do that. <laughs> um, I think. I, oh, uh, another announcement that we have. Uh, I feel like every uh, week we're announcing shows. Like we have the "Don't Let the Motoring Cast Get You" that we launched last week. But uh, end of year, we're not going to be doing our our usual episode. In fact, we'll be taking a week off. But uh, our friend Jack and Stephen will have their stacks, which is their. Uh, combined end of your list done in a clean edited video format um which should be a lot of fun we'll just host it along with how they usually do it so yeah we'll like still have end of your stuff year. yeah all right well you know merry christmas and happy saint patrick's day to both of you <laughs> yes <laughs> is, is there any uh, uh pagan Chris, uh, holiday things that, that we should know about as well to wish you calvin i hope not Merry Krampus. Uh, Krampus Good Hanukkah to everyone out there. Uh, The the handful of. You know, a tip top tent, solemn certified Ramadan. There's more, I'm sure. And and, uh, every other non secular holiday that we are not remembering at this moment. Tip your waiters. (laughs) (laughs) I'm good with that. Conversations and I post them online for entertainment. It's nice to know. At least you listen to the show because it's quite the possibility that nobody is listening to me in this modern world. Things have changed. Everybody's entertaining. Who's being entertained? Thank you for listening. Time to hear what I have to say. Oh.
and you picked mine out of all the voices.